forever. Dog. Welcome to Hills I Die On. Thanksgiving stinks. Being old is awesome. I believe twins should be separated at birth. The Bachelor is the perfect way to find love. Adults who like Disneyland are deeply unwell. Welcome back to another episode of Hills I Die On. Today is really the best day on the pod because today we're joined by one of the all-time greats. <laughs> he is a rock star writer-producer, writer of shows like Everybody Loves Raymond, creator of hit shows like Men of a Certain Age, and one of my favorites, the One Day at a Time reboot, which, to everyone's delight, was recently saved by Pop TV. Yes. He's so fun and so talented and so wonderful for being here today. Please welcome to the podcast, Mike Royce. Thank you. Thank Thank you. I first of all appreciate your liberal uh, definition of the term hit show. Why? Well, I'm saying men of a certain age, two seasons. I've, I've a show very near and dear to my heart. Yeah. I'm hit. Hit is a tough. Okay, nowadays two label. seasons is a hit. Okay. Nowadays more than like six episodes feels like a hit. Then, damn right? it, we're a hit. I, it's, I, I'm calling it a hit. You got Ray Romano. You have a whole lineup of. Yeah, I mean, of you know, it was a, a fantastic experience, and uh, I'll tell TNT it was a hit, and maybe they'll come back and. But, hey, order it worked some more. once. Yeah. <laughs> so That's all right. we have to do is just start a Twitter following. And oh my god! Yeah. How was that experience? So it was crazy. insane because Gloria and I, Gloria Calderon Kellett, who is my partner on the show, we went through the whole Morning. up and down. Yeah, because yeah. we got depressed. Then you know, Sony immediately said they were going to save it. Then it was taking a long time and I think you know we were planning other things I had a pilot I she had a bunch of stuff going on and we were like oh well this is 95% not going to happen so let's get our mental state into like the new things on the horizon and right about when we had been like I guess we're just done with this even though it's still technically alive and then every week was like well, this still sounds like a long shot. Oh, okay, it's a little bit. And then one week we were like, this is going to fucking happen. This That's is actually going to happen. I can't believe it. Oh, the best. And then it happened. And here you are. Yeah. And now you're in pre-production, about to start the We're away from pre-production, but, you know, getting prepared. And Yeah. I'm bummed. I was hoping for a few spoilers or something. But... Oh, yeah. No, no. <laughs> a no. little t- time's off from that. <laughs> yeah, we're still, uh, but it's going to be cool. We're going to be on sometime next year and it'll be during the election year. And, awesome. you know. That'd be cool. And uh, on the Pop Network. On Pop Network, baby. Yeah. But that's not what we're here to talk about. Today. Not at all. We are here because you are here to die on one of my favorite hills <laughs> that I've heard the logline for thus far. Would you mind telling us what that hill is? Being old is awesome. I love it so much. <laughs> Normally when people come in with their hills, I'm like, all right, I'm going to fight them to the death. But I kind of hope you win here because it's the optimistic take on things. And if you can prove to us that being old is awesome today, Mm -hmm. then what a positive outlook for the rest of us. Well, (laughs) I would just say uh, being elderly, you should take pity on me and let me win one way or the other. So right away, that's part of a good thing is you can guilt young people into doing things for you. That's my goal now. That's amazing. I love it. So I already see that you've come prepared and I'd love I to have just a sheaf get into of notes. it. I have um, some, I have late breaking stuff that literally like on Twitter before, right before you came here, something popped up that is hilarious. But anyway, we'll get to it. Oh, great. It's in keeping with the theme. Amazing. It's embarrassing. Oh, amazing. Um, then let's get into it. Why is being old so awesome? Okay. I'm going to start with looks. I'm going to start with looks <laughs> because you don't have to try anymore. I love you don't have that. to try anymore. Yeah. You don't try to be good looking. It's, it's over. I, it's I, over. And you should just, you can just embrace it. And all you have to be is not disgusting. Oh no. 
that's it. <laughs> right. So, like, or like not dirty. Yes. yes. There's no, there's no like actual like aesthetic beauty to you anymore. So it's just really cleanliness. Totally. N- you know, a little bit neat. Uh, you don't have to be fashionable. Your hair can go anywhere or go away as you might, you know, <laughs> it happens with some people. <laughs> I love um, that. <laughs> and like, just don't be gross. That's really all it is. My wife is like, my husband, he's not gross. That's like, you're hot now. That's my standard. And that's all I have to live up to. That's amazing. And you get so much credit just for doing a little bit. Right. People will say stuff to me like now that feels, I guess, coded. Not that oh, that's no. really, you know, like, oh, look at you with a nice shirt. <laughs> Like well, I'm just wearing a shirt. That's I, I, all that ha- okay. I have a shirt on. I do think that's that that is, I also think that's just people trying to be work appropriate now because <laughs> it's like, you can no longer walk in and be like, hubba hubba or everyone's calling HR. Oh, so now it's hmm. probably just like, that's a shirt you have on. I think today I got oh, like, interesting. Oh, you're in red. And I was like, now, I think, thank you. If I'm reading you right, you're saying I'm being sexually harassed oh yes you're being coded sexually harassed about (laughs) your shirt definitely call the police call your hr team (laughs) that's what's happening for sure um but no i love that point for sure because i do think you know our society clearly places an emphasis on like the currency of youth especially as it pertains to looks Mm -hmm. and our desire to stay young and look young is something especially for women that is like so omnipresent and so internalized at a young age so i love this point i hope it's true. You may have pointed out a giant flaw in a lot of my argument, yes. which it may be male centric. That's okay. <laughs> but that's, I'm here for the female part. <laughs> okay. That's you may point out. Yes. I obviously I'm speaking from my own experience. Of course. And so, yes, this goes along with like lo- the expectations, yes. expectations getting lower and lower. And I want to quote my, <laughs> my Lord and savior, savior, Norman Lear, uh-huh. who says, cause he's 97. He says, it's great to be old. Cause all he has to do is stand up and he gets a round of applause. So that's the kind of... I <laughs> so mean, lower expectations across the board. It's fantastic. It's that's just, amazing. you don't have to impress anybody. So since we're on looks, yes, I'm going to get to the next part. And awesome. I'm going to do this early. I was going to save this for later because normally you close with this, but it goes with looks. So uh, for this, I want you to look away because I'm going to talk about sex. Oh, I oh, want God. no eye oh, contact no. Okay. or anyone. No, I, we already I just, talked about harassment. Yep. That's safe, right. Safe space. So sex, you're better at it. That now I, I'm not I'm not saying I want to be very clear about what I'm saying. I'm not saying you're good at it. Okay. I'm just saying you're less bad at it. Hilarious. You're less bad at it because at some point you just learn I mean, just through trial and error, even if once or twice, you kind of just know, you just know a little bit more. Yeah. You know? Well, you learn more. I mean, I think it is fair to say that with experience comes knowledge and that's something that comes with age. Yes. I really want to be very clear to say that not every old person is awesome at sex. Right. I was also going to say, real quick, we should back up. How do you define old? At what age do you consider someone old? This is a very dangerous, because I would say never, but at the same time, always. I mean, you know, (laughs) I'm 55. Uh When I think of people who were 55 when I was 25, those were fucking old people. Sure. In the same way that when you're 18, when you hear someone who's 30, you're like, wow. I guess so. But if I'm 18, there are 30 year olds. Those are attractive people still to me. Those are like, you you know, as an 18 year old man, boy, whatever. Yeah. You see a 30 year old woman, you're, that's someone you could be interested in from afar. Sure. 
55 year old person no no thank you That's when you're so 25 funny. now 55 year old these are women my age See, and, and they're I, all very beautiful yeah, i was gonna my say wife, I, my I, wife i'm yes. talking about my wife of course yes. and and i also think that there's been a shift just in terms of how we dress and take care of ourselves because i feel like you know when we used to watch like golden girls all those women were in their 50s yeah. and they were looking like they were in their now 80s right right and nowadays well, and Estelle getty was playing her mom and only like a few years yes, older than which her, is also crazy bananas yeah, yeah just by the nature of being like a little shorter yeah who right, knows right. um yeah again beauty standards for women a whole different story yes uh but nowadays i feel like the spectrum of looks i mean and again this just goes to uh, people feeling like they need to maintain better right. but now you know when i think of 50s and 60s I, i'm like oh a lot of these people are very beautiful i mean yeah. how old is yeah 40s 50s especially it's a good time to be that age for sure because yeah. if you look at any pictures from the 60s and 70s every 25 year old looks like a 45 year old a hundred percent they're all everybody's old totally. it's, incre- it's crazy i, I so, feel like yeah going back and watching old movies and being like that person's my age yeah. now is like a little <laughs> upsetting and it may also just reflect on how i see myself as younger <laughs> okay so looks so so well, so, the so standard sex, of and this is the oh, hilarious thing that happened yes so i don't even want to show you this is this literally on twitter as you came in Oh, over 50s is an article published in, I guess, Bullshit Magazine. Over 50s are having the most adventurous sex of wow. their lives. Wow. Okay, what is your website? <laughs> <laughs> That's on Metro. It was on Twitter. Okay, but, I'm going to need to take a picture of that so I can show look people at this, yeah, the passion. Take, the article that you have pulled up, it has uh, I'm going to say graphics. like a 40-year-old woman and like a 30-year-old man. It says the 50s are having the most adventurous sex of their lives. The woman is in a turtleneck cupping the man who's wearing a nice sweater vest a sweater space. vest a sweater so vest so it's certainly adventurous in terms of these attire are, they seem to have like, these are like victorian people dressed in sort of modern garb it's it's very strange that's hilarious wait so what is the website <laughs> I think it's called Metro. Metro, I don't want to publish okay, it. I have sure, no sure, idea what sure. it is. Yes. It's one of those web, uh, websites that you Credible. go to and it's 700 ads pop up before you can get to the thing. So. Good. But we found on the internet, and as we know, everything on the internet is Is totally fact. true. So, yeah. so, so a point in favor of age. That's that right. That the sex is better when you're older. I mean, I, I didn't even want to do This was like going to be only a tiny part of this. I know, and that's so, so I, funny. The, the more important point is you don't care as much. Sure. Which is fantastic. And again, this might be more of a male thing. It's liberating. Your every thought is not about sex. Maybe every other thought is about sex, but there's some some thinking gets done. Totally. You know, so if somebody told me I was going to die tomorrow and never have sex again, I'd be like, I mean, I miss it. But I still get to eat stuff, maybe. Like, it's if like I get other a... things to do. Right. I, well, I think right. that self-assuredness comes across the board, right? And I will say, I do not wish your early 20s upon my greatest enemies, no. just in terms of where you are and how much you deeply care about things. And just there's so many decisions to make in your 20s. And a lot of people, it's the first time people in your life are coming and going at different paces and, and hitting different landmarks. Yes. And it's... It's awful yeah the early 20s may be my yeah. least favorite time so ever. so aging and becoming more yourself is definitely a point in favor across the board 100 percent. you know 30 years from your 20s you're like we know who i am right right <laughs> even if i'm not happy with who i am at least i know who you I know am. Yeah, yeah there's no questions about it you can it. be more aware of the changes but that's you know. hilarious i'll say also i don't know if your argument is that it's better at sex it's that you care less about sex they may Less go hand in hand. Less hormonally driven. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I think it. experience, you know, and again, I don't want to overstate that, but then just the fact that you're not 
obsessed, I'll say, with yeah. it, you know, which yeah, can, it's not a fixation. Yeah. Not a fixation. The hormones yes. have calmed a little bit. It's not getting a lot of your behavior. Yeah. Your executive functions have fully formed. That's so it's right. not as impulse based. Yes. It's not. Yes. <laughs> yes. Impulse based is more about soup and stuff like that. <laughs> oh, that's um, what they mean by adventurous soup comes oh, in play. Oh, the soups you can taste now <laughs> or that you'll try. I love that so much. So there's a downside in, in terms of looks and I guess sex going in hand in hand that society stops seeing you. So for men, the complaint is women don't look at you anymore. Not that they don't, not that they look at you and reject you. You're just not a thing anymore. Yes. I you're not on the radar. Say it's safe to say you that know. for women, it's like illegal to age. Yes. People you'll at a certain point, you're asked to just walk into the ocean. So yeah, <laughs> I, right. especially in our industry, I think at a certain yeah. point men are just like, goodbye. That's, That's right. Yeah. Bye. It's not, you're just seeing through you, yeah. you know, and, and so we did told. a thing on men of a certain age where Andre Brower walks into the diner and just two young women, like, you know, walk out past him. He's like, I don't even get, I mean, they didn't even like, not, there's no checking out, you know, so you're invisible, uh-huh. which to, I say, finally, when you're a kid, what's the thing you want the most? You want in the power of invisibility. <laughs> That's it, finally, you've got it. You can so say you literally get superpowers. You have a superpower when you get older. And believe me, also, if you're one of those bullshit people who like chose flying yes. over invisibility, right. when that's the big uh, you can do that too because you have so many frequent flyer miles. Amazing. I will say the one thing I did have on here in favor of aging is that a lot of times it comes with a little bit more money. Yes. And that's a blessing it's, for sure. It, it doesn't, right. I don't want to, you know, people, there are people suffering. I of don't course. Say, but yes, hopefully it comes with hopefully. a little bit yes. of money. Yes, from an aspirational standpoint. <laughs> yes. In the next decade, I would like to be able to look back and be like, great. Now, yeah. Those... I have more than I did when I was a yes, teenager. Yes, I've earned. Yes. Yeah. Part of that's up to capitalism. But yes. Also. <laughs> being an old person, you have superpowers that you didn't even know about. I love that. <laughs> Um, invisibility superpowers invisibility is so funny fly play places and, and the ability to fly both superpowers invisibility truly. and the ability to fly come when you become an old person that is so funny i got my first writing job when i was my first network writing job when i was 30 almost 35 yeah so for those of you out there who are young kids and want to you know everything about me is old that's just not true you just are not an old person this is like a great i love this argument but like this isn't coming from Listen, like a this... sage old wizard who like came out of his uh, hut to discuss the power of life with me i'm not me. sure any of that is accurate i think uh, i am a sage old wizard no um, maybe i'm just preparing a lot of this is defensive i'm preparing for what's to come yes, perhaps got it got it got it but i'm getting there i'm in the i'm in the zone i may not be old but i'm not young Got it. How about that? Got it. And uh, yeah, if this were 20 years ago, I would not be in this business. But now there's 500 shows and they need people like, oh, you still know what to do. Okay, go. Dude, go do your thing. Do you think that's true? Do you really think that 20 years ago that it would have been? I don't know if it'd be out of the business, but yeah. there was a story on 60 Minutes. Mm -hmm. I had just gotten the job on Raymond. Yeah. I had moved my whole family out here and there was a 60 Minutes about ageism in the business. All these writers being interviewed talking about when I turned 40, the phone stopped ringing. And here Jesus. I'm like three years from, you know, four years from 40. Right. And uh, I was like, fuck, what did I do? I should have just stayed being a stand-up comic and, you know, done cruise ships or something because I would have, you know, I'm going to be out of the business. I feel like a lot of that is like fear bait, right? I mean, and it's the same right. way that like 30 under 30 less make people feel bad when it's really just like th those are the outliers and everyone else is kind of working. Like I, I made a list of fun people who had like made it later in life. Like Morgan Freeman didn't get his first big role till he was 52. Oh my God. Driving Miss Daisy. Yeah. yeah. And Henry Ford created the Model T 45. 
Oh, pretty good nice. one, right? There's, Although yeah. he has, there's problematic things associated with Henry Ford, if I'm not mistaken. Also Morgan Freeman at this point. Oh, so, well, yeah, okay. So yeah, yeah so right. I guess only yeah. problematic people can make it later in life. Oh no, what is the point I'm trying to make? <laughs> that's not that's the an interesting one. thing. Oh, God. If you oh, wait. wait too long, you let, might turn out to have some yeah, shit going let on. Let me save it with Laura Ingalls Wilder, who to my knowledge <laughs> has not done anything wrong, who didn't publish her first book people until her sixties. Oh wow. Kind of cool, right? There's gonna be some furious Googling right now. Like what did she do wrong? Yeah, right, exactly. Trying to find that if that's the, if that's the one thing together oh god i hope that's not I the case i love those books so right so uh parenting yes i'm not saying everyone has to be a parent but here's here's a reason why it's a great thing when you get older mm-hmm. i'm a comedy writer my whole life has been spent trying to make the funniest joke and i live in fear of corny joke you know bad mm-hmm. joke bombing whatever all that changes when you become a dad Aww. because there is no greater creative endeavor than the dad joke (laughs) i am telling you as the uh, as a skeptic previously (laughs) it's the most satisfying form of joke because it's not just a joke it has so many other levels there's something about telling a joke that's not that funny that also drives your kids insane right that is so, I don't know what it is. It's the most satisfying feeling I've ever had. Amazing. So it's not a dad joke in terms of like reading a script and being like, that feels like a dad joke. It's like the real deal dad joke to your children. To your children. And the feeling Other that that gives Other dad jokes you. are terrible. Right. Your dad jokes, amazing. <laughs> that because is so Because there's just like some kind of schadenfreude or something or it's like, it's some kind of double self-deprecation. You're laughing at them because right. they're, because you drove them crazy. Yes. That's amazing. Well, because That's, you can't win a lot of times at a certain age. It's like, whatever yes. I say, I'm going to get an eye roll anyway so <laughs> no right I'm gonna give you my best material oh you can't wait the eye roll is the greatest thing in the i don't know what it is it's like you're challenging them to laugh you just know they're not gonna laugh and that's what's so fun right or, or they're, they're, gonna they're gonna be gonna like scoff. oh my god yeah and then you're laughing at yourself and then of course secretly you think the joke's pretty great right because like, you, you knew know. you were going to elicit this response that's but right. also so you're really, you know what it is? You're having your cake and eating it too. You're yeah. like, here's this dumb joke, or is it, or it's dumb. Yeah, you know, you're back, it's it's everything. It's like the whole comedy you experience. You wouldn't be mad if you also got a laugh, but if you don't, you knew what you were going to elicit. That's right. That's exactly right. It's it's that you're not, that we figured it out. It's that you're getting credit for not trying, That's unless it's good, in which case, you know. My son, it's a weird position to be in the comedy business and be a dad because your kids are, you know, genetically incapable of enjoying your humor. And my son, I like to say my son went from like 11, thinking everything I said was funny, 12, nothing I said was funny, 13, he kind of realized that the roof over his head partially belonged to me making people try to make people laugh. That's early. Teenager, you're discovering actual comedy. So he's seeing my name on actual shows and stuff. Yeah. So he had a grudging professional respect. There you go. That's he wouldn't awesome. actually laugh at stuff, but he'd be like, all right. I know. Dad I get you. That. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure his friends are like, that's so People cool. apparently pay for that. So yeah. whatever. <laughs> Kids. That's hilarious. It's a little nice to know that like dads everywhere, no matter who you are, elicit the same reaction from their children. I mean, I'm trying to think it's like who who's the funniest person in the world, you know? And I mean, what? 
you name them. Yes. Kids are groaning. The, and his their kids, kids are, are groaning, groaning at as those jokes. jokes. <laughs> you know? That's amazing. I, 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 again, I feel like I'm being sexist because I don't know, is mom jokes a thing? I would say so. I think at this point, a mom can tell a good dad joke. You right. know what I mean? Because like, you know dad what jokes you're is gonna, the term. So I, yes, that's just the term for it. But moms can be some corny ass But absolutely. Sure. Can, yeah, yeah. So let's give equal yes. time. I, I'm, again, talking from my experience. But, yes. <laughs> you know, it's a weird thing to claim equal rights for dad jokes. which yeah, But hey, I mean, it's time we reclaim them what do we call it? just parent jokes parent jokes there we go yes that's right yeah yeah dad jokes mom jeans but i feel like those two things could totally well dad, oh, jeans, dad is, jeans are totally a thing yeah, yeah. if dad gets, so then mom jokes the jeans, fuck it. yes yeah. mom jokes what <laughs> if, are, we, why is we, that? if we all get jeans we all get jokes that's the rule that's the new law that we are putting into place right this minute uh, it's what this nation needs Amazing. going forward i love that so so another thing in favor of being old okay. is that is the dad joke is the dad joke being a dad, dad jokes, yes, the best form of joke. Love it. <laughs> sleep. Yes. When you're young, sleep is your enemy. When you're old, sleep is your maybe your only friend. Oh, gosh. You spend your whole youth trying just to stay up and, and fight sleep. And then right. you turn old and you're like, well, there's an expression, you all sleep when I'm dead. And, you know, when you turn 50, you're like, I had better get started because this is amazing. You can plan vacations around sleep like you can plan entire weekends around it. And nobody cares anymore because, you know, you get to do whatever you want. In fact, when you're older, you can go to bed early and you can sleep late. And nobody cares. In fact, right. it's sort of encouraged because everyone's so worried that you're going to die. They're like, I guess he needed to do that. You know, I guess <laughs> just his body needed that. Like he woke up. It's a victory. Again, it's fantastic. you're not 112. Uh, okay. <laughs> if people are telling you, oh, he needs his rest, then you need to go to the doctor because well, something might actually be wrong. That You are correct. It's the difference between being a teenager and like, get your ass out of bed. And totally. Like, no, no, you need to. It's okay. Stay, you know. I mean, my wife, who is my age, is also, you know, is, oh, you know, you just needed to sleep. Yeah. I mean, I you mean, don't get that when you're a teenager. Definitely not when you're a teenager. Although I think teen, I think I probably slept most when I was a teenager because you're growing, right? Yeah. So you're like supposed to sleep pains. the most. So it's actually a good thing. Yeah. The but then in college, then it, you're then like fighting it because you just want to spend every yes. second awake. Yes. And then I think you graduate college and you start to appreciate sleep again because then you're sent into the workforce <laughs> and you're like, Oh no, yeah. I can't have fun and go to work and sleep. So, but <laughs> right. I need it more because I'm starting to ache a little more. If I don't, oh, you start to rely on sleep a little bit more. Yeah. Right. Yes. And I think you start to appreciate. Yes. So yeah. I think, I think one point in favor of youth is that is resilience, physical resilience. Oh, that is true. So I feel like in my youth or, you know, especially in college, if I missed a night of sleep, it was like, okay, I could catch up with a nap and then be fine to hit it, hit the road again. Right. Uh, that now, is true. If I don't get eight hours, like all bets are off. Yeah. Yes. You have the superpower of when you're young of yes. don't need sleep. Yeah. Yes. And I remember my son coming home when you're in that period because he, he was just like 14 or 15, uh -huh. having Googled a lot of stuff. We would take their screens at night so they would sleep. Oh, that's so smart. He would be like, You only need four hours of sleep, man. You know, <laughs> he might have said man at what, that point. Which you found on the same website as you found. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I was like, man, you don't know what you're talking about. And he had read some stupid thing. That's hilarious. I cannot imagine raising kids in the digital age now because they can find information online that supports whatever they're feeling. Yes. Print and and they know everything before they've experienced anything. Yes. That's so the, true. the whole thing. Yeah. You know? uh, well, so then points to... <laughs> 
adulthood to being in adult, this one. Yes, yeah. Again, I don't know where I'm arguing because I would definitely <laughs> argue like youth in terms of like being in your late twenties, early thirties, I'm I love. But like I'm not about to be like, no, being eighteen is the best because being eighteen is horrifying in True. so many ways. Wonderful in so many ways, but oh everything is so important. It maybe maybe we're talking about mental anguish versus physical anguish. Totally. You know what I'm saying? Totally. Whatever physical pain comes with it, you know, when I get up and happens it's better than when i'm 18 i'm like i feel bad about everything oh you're so right it's kind of a trade-off it's like the second your executive functions fully form at like 25 through 29 is when you start like you know turning your neck the wrong way in the car and being like well i'm out for the weekend that's it (laughs) and it really is an exact transfer right right oh man there's got to be a point where the body and the mind are going like all right see you later totally what's that apex right like where what is like the ultimate like it's 33 or something like that okay i'm happy to know that i'm still i'm I'm just taking a shot in the dark (laughs) i'll take 33 it could be late 30s could be late 30s because early 30s you're still a little bit hanging on but i'm making lots of decisions yeah i want to say something about sleep when you're older it turns from a mundane activity into a potential emotional adventure because it's not the most reliable thing in the world you need a lot of it but it's not the most reliable thing so for example, you, if you miss being a parent, you can recreate the experience of having a baby just by drinking one glass of wine. <laughs> you fall asleep immediately and when watching any television show and then you're up at two and then you're up at four and then in the morning you have a headache. It's the same thing. Great point. Great point in favor of sleep. The adventures. I definitely wasn't expecting superpowers or the adventures of sleep, but it's, both of these are beautiful points I mean, that I hope people so now. So exciting. Yeah. Will, I, will I ever sleep? <laughs> Amazing. You know, I have a couple other things and I want to be clear that there's some things that are available, attitudes that are available to you when you get older that I don't endorse, but they are available to you. Mm -hmm. This is something that could make your life, I don't know, make you feel better about it. It's an advantage. It's an advantage. I'm not saying it's something to crow about, Uh but it's an advantage. In fact, it's like an unfair advantage. Global warming, who gives a shit? Ah, it's so dark. Yes. Really dark. You know what I'm saying? Like if you're getting old right now. You know, in my age, my age is actually the perfect age for this. You've had literally a whole planet to feast off of. Oh, man. Your whole life. I hate this point. You have kids. And then I get to leave behind this withered old husk of a planet for you people to figure out. That stinks. And I have I have faith in, you know, you okay, people. So are you arguing that you... No, I don't like this because it's arguing that you can just coast by without doing your civic duties. I mean, listen, you'll figure out how to grow gills no, no. or survive at 25 pounds and, you know, subsist on dust. Again, I mean, you, I have faith in your generation. It devastates me that you, uh, like a, a West Coast liberal, are telling me that you people at 55 years old, you the oldest woman is like 120 right now. You could be on this earth for another double your lifespan. I mean, and if you're already of the mentality that global warming's for those people, boo. I, listen, I... I I don't know if you, if you missed the part where I said I don't endorse this attitude. I'm just saying it's around. It's no, available. I don't like that attitude. Uh, <laughs> we should not promote that attitude. I think we need to instead well, be then saying... then you'll hate this next part. Oh, no. <laughs> because the great thing that comes with having that attitude is not only do you get the advantage of like, it's your problem, but being old, we get to then tell you you're fixing it wrong. That's the, what we, you know, like, oh, this generation doesn't... This is the most boomer mentality right now. I will t- I'm on the cusp of boomer. I'm 64, so that's 
Sometimes they call that the last boomer and sometimes they call it the first Gen X. Okay. Depends on where you Got are. Got it. Well, so, that attitude sure sounds boomer at this it's time. It's super boomer. I recently got a text from my mother who she sent to, she sent the text to all of my siblings and it was something about how an old woman went to the store and asked for bags and the person behind the counter was like, uh, you should bring your own bags because you should be green. And then the woman basically goes on this monologue being like, be green, bag. Back in our day, we used to like recycle milk cans and like use recycled diapers and all this stuff. And it was like, but that's not an excuse for the fact you forgot your bags, lady. Like maybe you did live your life this way. It was was so upsetting. It was because it was basically saying like our work here is done and now it's your turn again. Listen, I hear everything you're saying (laughs) and and I hate that woman, but that's a happy woman. No. (laughs) <laughs> but that, or is that just a selfish woman? That's a selfish woman. Can you really? Of course. I don't believe that you can be happy. Oh, I'm not that. No, that. Okay, I, I hate all, everything you're saying about right. it. I'm. This is why I say like this is a person who's sort of like talking about your generation being irresponsible. Right. That's the superpower of it. That's I keep, we keep saying superpower, but like yes. that woman was like, oh, this generation can't do. Your generation can't do anything. Not like my group of people who burned up a planet. Jesus. <laughs> we don't take the blame. And then we get to somehow blame you. It's because you can play the nostalgia card of things were better then, and the way we did it was better yeah, then. And we even didn't though worry that, yeah. that's the whole thing is we didn't you know, worry about li- <laughs> that. Yeah, that's fucking stupid. You didn't worry about yeah, that. That's also literally how Trump won was by playing on the nostalgia of make America great yes. again. So boo, we don't like these. <laughs> we don't like this. We don't endorse this on this I, podcast. It's weird because I agree with you, and yet I think I'm winning the argument. So. <laughs> Hold on, hold on. I'm totally on your side, and yet look at getting older. (laughs) Let me just get into the next point because I think it's going to bolster what you're saying. Oh, good. The great thing about getting old, you've been around a long time, you've had a lot of experiences, you absorb all these lessons, and what people respect the most about you is that you acquire wisdom. The other name for wisdom is stupidity permafrost. (laughs) Because... It's not really so much wisdom. Now I'm taking your side, but I'm trying to give it a positive spin. It's not really wisdom as so much as like, hey, you can't change my mind because I'm old now. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's like new ideas can try to come come along and they try to get in there, but you can't because guess what? My mind is strong and it's closed. Oh, that's so dark. I read an article that said you basically stop being able to change opinions past the age of like 35. You're like no longer receptive. So it's like whatever work you do up until 35, basically your worldview is set at that point, which is super fascinating from a political standpoint and also pretty dark, dark. Uh, but also another positive reason for youth and your capacity to hear and understand and listen and learn and grow. Yes. Yes. But the positive thing about being old, and I want to be clear about this, is that you just think you know what you're doing. And then at a certain point, you decide that you know what you're doing. And that's the end it's of the story. It's an ignorance is bliss it's, mentality. Sure. You, you don't know you're ignorant. It's wisdom, sure. Taylor. It's wisdom. So, so it's this not. Is wisdom. wisdom is ignorance. Is it? I think that's what George Orwell said, right? <laughs> so ignorance is wisdom. Yeah, there you go. Here's the thing about stupidity permafrost slash wisdom. 
it's egalitarian. It doesn't matter who you are, what your status is in life. You get 30, 40 years under your belt and you know fucking everything. Yes. <laughs> That's all there is to it. You know everything. Whatever your profession is, you can tell every other profession how they're doing it wrong. Although there seems to be a bell curve with that because I think when you're young, it's the same thing, right? It's like when I was 15, mm. I knew absolutely everything, right? right. And 16, you know, every, uh, up until about like my early 20s when I started living alone when I was like, oh no, maybe there's things I don't know. Right. Maybe my parents do know more than I I let on and thought they did. Here's what I would say about that. When you're young, you think you know everything, but then you get proven wrong. Mm -hmm. When you're old, you think you know everything and you don't get proven wrong. So it goes from thinking you know everything and then to the point of clarity again, that apex lessons, where, the, where, the physic, where the physical and the mental I mean, you literally stop unite. growing. That's the whole thing. You know, you're old now and you stop growing and your brain stops growing and your, your philosophy stops growing and you become a very self-satisfied um, piece <laughs> of shit. <laughs> Oh no, I don't like this. This, this is, this is just teaching me that aging isn't positive. Yes. Aging is ignorance. Listen, have I cloaked my argument in a cautionary tale? Perhaps. <laughs> yeah. I think we have the capacity to learn more and stay young longer because of the internet. And even yes. though there are a lot of negatives and, you know, fake news culture has proven that to us, yes. you know, we're Twitter pals. We've seen the dark side, the dark underbellies of Twitter are horrifying, yes. but I think the capacity is there. So I don't think it's fair to argue that <laughs> at a certain point you get to just like phone it in and be like, these are my beliefs. Because I think now you're no longer an old man sitting in a hometown where right. no one's going to teach you anything else. You're the oldest person there. Everyone's just going to respect you. You have have the capacity yes. to learn more. I want to be clear again. You don't have to do that, but you can. <laughs> sure. Well, you don't have to at any age, right? Right, right. At any age, yes, yes. It's just that getting old gives you the, let's say, fake self-satisfaction of thinking you know everything. It's a warm feeling. I'm not saying don't <laughs> resist it. Got it. You know, I'm going to go off uh, script, I guess, to throw in a positive like. When you get old, you just have more time on your hands. Uh -huh. So then you suddenly get to be young again. But you get to be young again with the attitude, some would say the annoying attitude of like, I'm doing all these young things now. Like when you take your kids to college, what is the thing the parents always say, me included, my wife included? I wish I was going here. Right. That's what you say to your kids. I want to take that course. Oh my God, I right. want to do this. I want to do that. It all sounds so interesting to you totally and then you can actually go back and do it like i'm taking spanish right now That's i completely best. suck at spanish despite a year and a half and <laughs> no i i totally get it I, and i think a passion for learning comes with age as well because yes. i think you know i think a lot of college students can attest to the fact or college grads can be like i i didn't realize how lucky i was that i got right. to take these classes you have such appreciation for yes. what you didn't have appreciation for totally. then of course, the downside is I kind of characterize learning a language starting in your 50s as like you do a puzzle, a 10,000 piece puzzle, and every night you do three pieces, and then you wake up in the morning and two pieces are gone and one's like over there. Totally. And you're like, okay. So my language skills are helping my brain while my brain is getting more decrepit. God, what is that? And it's like the ability, it, it, that's upsetting too to think about because <laughs> at, when you're young, it's the easiest to learn, right? Science yes. has shown us that like- It becomes muscle memory, right? Exactly, when you're just especially right. with language or music yeah. or you know anything, you have to start young. Uh, sports, if you start young, you can train it faster and while your brain is still molding, but you don't want to. Right. Like now, you know, my parents when I was younger were making you do piano and I remember being like, <laughs> why? And now I'm like, God, I wish I could do piano. And I try to teach myself and I'm 
couldn't be worse. And no, it's right. So you much it's fun. To, but it's, yeah. it's significantly harder and it's one song at a time and I'm not going to go anywhere with it, yeah. but it's joyful and it's joyful to learn. It's just a slower process. It's a slower process. So right. the positive for aging is that you learn to appreciate acquiring yeah. new skills and knowledge. Yes. The love of learning is, is a lovely thing. You're trying to outrace your brain to catch up, have your appreciation catch up with the things that you could have done when you were much younger. Right. But at least you're putting in the, you know. <laughs> The effort. <laughs> yes. And, um, then the, and then the perks for youth is that you can learn <laughs> the capacity to learn. Right. I think we've sort of hit on a interesting premise to try to create a super being right. somehow of person, a person with wisdom and the ability to use the wisdom. Totally. Some scientists will have to work on this. Yeah. I mean, it's essentially like mega baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. what was that smart? What was that? Uh, that movie? Baby geniuses. Baby geniuses. Yeah. There you go. I believe baby geniuses time? one, two, and three. I'm for, not sure. Was Weren't say, there more of them? Is it time for a baby geniuses reboot? <laughs> or look who's talking <laughs> now. Look who's, a baby look who's talking. Look who's talking now. With CGI old people. There you who go. look like babies, babies oh, which great. does happen. Or just like old people like at the last stage of dementia now realizing how well they can learn the piano <laughs> well since you've pitched the saddest thing ever <laughs> i think we have to make it i mean dramedies are big now it's not laugh out loud no it's no. just it's, no. dra- it's what one might call a dramedy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. there are some amazing things about being old and then there's some things that you can make amazing if yes. you're not an Asshole. There you go. We li- I like that. Okay. I That's like that where we landed. That's the best. <laughs> That's wonderful. <laughs> there were some other things that I had in terms of, I was looking at pros and cons of being old and young. Yes. And since I really do want you to win this argument on a positive uh, mm-hmm. note, mm-hmm. because I think uh, the idea that being old is awesome is just such a beautiful one. Some other things that I had written down was some of them we've touched on. We've touched on more greater knowledge. Yes. You have the capacity. To, you've read more, you've experienced more, and you can draw from that knowledge which is amazing and yet uh, so to be clear you have to embrace wisdom but be careful that it's not stupidity permafrost there y- we go. yes yeah. exactly okay. and continue to learn and yes. continue to learn continue and not just learn. assume that things that you had learned back then are status amazing. quo the other one that i saw was positive mindset there's studies that just as you age you get happier that is and true. i think that is just wonderful there's a curve that because we talked about this a lot on mm-hmm. the nervous age it's like you get unhappy, you're happier than unhappier. 30s and 40s, you start to get unhappier. But 50s, you start to go up again and it doesn't stop going up. That's, oh, that's so interesting. You want to know something? I actually, one of the few things I retained from high school psychology was a bell chart of happiness levels among couples when you have children. And it was like before children, so happy. And then it was like, have kids, dark, dark, right. dark kids go to college. Oh my God, the happiest yeah. I've ever been. And yes. the thing goes right up again. Yes, that is, I guess, true because it's science. But it's also, you're just, it's just a different kind of happiness now i have to argue oh, the other side oh, because, don't even worry i yeah. and yes and for those children, that want kids or don't want, want to, children yes if it'll if it'll bring you joy if the not children bring you joy. Live your life. <laughs> they bring you joy part of the reason you're happier later is because then they're older and you can talk to them like people you know? it, totally of course I, they may I, hate you i don't i don't know what they're you know depends. oh no i totally yeah. agree i mean i think you know being able to be friends even with your siblings or with your parents at an adult age is like the best yes it's absolutely the best so it's worth it for the when you come out the other side of the bell curve is for what sure. we're saying for there sure. we go another positive is that after a certain age, you don't have to make big decisions anymore. (laughs) <laughs> which I was like, oh my God, I never thought of that. I'm right in the middle of this period where people are making big life choices, what careers they're following. They're picking life partners. They're deciding whether they want to have kids. I mean, biological clocks are a real thing. I and my friends are deeply concerned about. That's and right. at a certain point, you don't have a choice but to stop 
worrying. I would be inaccurate if I didn't say I laugh a little bit out of you. you Why? Know what I mean? like, no, I'm saying I'm I, like when no, I think great. about the things that I've been through that I don't have to go through anymore. Yes. And then I think of people like, I mean, the big thing is new parents, new parents. You're like, totally <laughs> enjoy. Right. I, it's a beautiful <laughs> thing. And I want to see all their babies and I want to, but you're just like, oh, you're right at the beginning. Well, I've been through it. So exactly. Have a good time. There's nobody crueler than old parents. That's oh all. man. Well, cause you're just like, I've seen it all. I've done it. I yes, wipe my hands clean also, of this. That's another thing of, you know, everything and you know, oh, well, when we did it, you know, and all that stuff, but totally. yes, there's nobody who's like, ah, welcome to the club. You're never going to sleep again. Right. That kind yeah, of thing. Lots of that. I try not to do that. But yeah. yeah. But Yes, in my head, I'm secretly laughing at the lack of sleep they're going to get. Of course, then I could laugh at the lack of sleep I'm going to get from one glass of wine. Okay. <laughs> That's so funny. It's also so, so interesting when it comes to parenting. When parents talk to people without children like myself and they do have kids, it's always like, oh, the joys of parenting. <laughs> yeah. It's the really the best. You have to do it. I can't imagine my life without them. And then to each other, it's like, strap in, asshole. You're <laughs> yeah. never going to sleep. Watch this guy puke on someone. And it's like, wait, wait, hold on. Yeah. So it's like a little bit of like gaslighting until you do the thing. And then they're yeah. Like, welcome to the club. We've tricked you into joining us. I do want children at some point. I mean, Absolutely. It's, but it's but it is, it is just a fascinating to thing I mean, too. Of course, you got to make the decisions. Yeah, you got to yes. make the decisions. Another silly thing that I have on the list that I envy like crazy, senior discounts. Uh, you're not old enough for this yet. Actually, I am, but it depends on what you're talking about. Senior discounts. Well, I mean, 50, once you get to 50, the AARP sends a thing to your... No way. Yeah, 50, then you throw it in the wastebasket because you're outraged. You right, because you're like, ups- yes. Yeah, so Yes. My parents just got their first free something or other senior discount at like a movie theater. Right. And they were like, oh, here it is. And my mom was like, absolutely not. I'm paying full price. And my dad was stoked. He was truly like, this is the best day. I will see $4 movies for the rest of my life now. And it's, what a dream come true. I have to be very careful here because my wife is slightly older than me. Oh, got it. So it's all like her. She's she going to get all that stuff first. But I, you know, hey, we can go to the. Okay. I'm not going to say we're going to the movies. Now. It's fine. Right, exactly. Right. Like, You're like, hey, I now will be we can go to the movies or nothing. I didn't say anything. Yeah. <laughs> Sensitivity. I love that. Um, that's hilarious. I will say it's so crazy because, you know, my parents are like early 60s and I still think they're so young now. Like they travel all the time. It's true. I just somehow I realized that we're both arguing to be considered old but go ahead yes right i don't think I, i'm old i think i sh- <laughs> can and should be considered young yes good. and yes also especially because i would like to be hired to work on your things uh so i'm very young vibrant young writer That's fresh right. on the scene okay now you're just rubbing it in okay <laughs> no, i'm just kidding <laughs> i think it's just especially in like you know our youth obsessed culture it's nice to know that there are people out there fighting in favor of aging and the beauties that it holds and the fact that you're it's not just the end that's right it's not the end and i can safely say i like being this age more than i like being any other age oh that's the best at some point i'll stop i'll i'll be wrong but it's going to continue. Don't we always think that? Like, I feel like I've liked every stage of my life. Yeah. And then the second you get out of it, you're like, oh no, like, well, I don't want to go back to that. Yeah. It's a little <laughs> bit, it's like the opposite of nostalgia. We're like, oh, it's much better now. I'm a much more sane person now. Or, right. you know, my decision making is significantly better at this age. Yes. Yes. Um, but I love it. hundred percent. I think you've done a phenomenal job of dying on this hole today. Thank you. How are you feeling? Good and done? I do feel good. I feel good. I again want to, I really want to, I feel like I, there was a message that was getting out there. I I want to be clear that the, there's some good advice in there and then there's some cautionary tales absolutely to okay. <laughs> in the same way that there is with growing up right yeah. it's <laughs> yes life right. is one big cautionary tale let's all try to be nice to each other learn as much as we can and 
be nice. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. And with that, I'm going to read you your eulogy. Any closing statements before we go? I have none. I feel like this is thematically appropriate that you're eulogizing me with this theme, <laughs> uh, this topic. So, yeah. <laughs> well, then I will make it respectful as you've asked me as the young one to be. <laughs> it's your fantasy to be at your own funeral, right? I mean, like, yeah, you know, that's the it? whole thing. It's like, I want to hear people talk nice about me. So well, I'm not sure that's what's about that, to happen. Yes. You go ahead. <laughs> more, more plugging your living stuff. Yeah. But <laughs> all right. We've gathered here today to say goodbye to Mike Royce, who died on the hill of being old is awesome. Mike is survived by his TV show, One Day at a Time, new season premiering on Pop TV in 2020. You can follow his legacy on Twitter at Mike Royce. We're so grateful to Mike for sharing his last words and wisdom with us today. What did we call it? Not wisdom. Stupidity permafrost. <laughs> Stupidity permafrost. We will write that on his gravestone. And Mike, may you rest in peace. <laughs> Thank you so much for doing this. <laughs> Hey guys, thank you for listening to today's episode of Hills I'd Die On. If you're enjoying the podcast, feel free to rate it on Apple Podcasts and leave a comment letting me know what you like most. You can also reach out to me on Twitter at ByTaylorCox. I am always happy to hear thoughts or feelings or compliments or, of course, any hills you guys might be willing to die on yourselves. Thanks again for listening and hope to see you next week. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram, at Forever Dog Team, and liking our page on Facebook.